here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The ruling class in America is greedy, is narcissistic, and utterly and completely incompetent. That's what the people in Ohio and on the border, Pennsylvania, are learning, probably already knew whether it's balloons in the sky, whether it's the border, whether it's a train derailment. Look, they can't snap their fingers and fix the toxic fumes and all the rest of it. But is it too much to ask them to be on the job? To be responsive? To move heaven and earth? And to get there and do something? Too little, too late. That's the uh, phraseology I would use when it comes to the federal government. And so the federal government gets bigger and bigger, more and more bloated, seizes more and more resources from the private sector, and is increasingly incompetent because it takes on responsibilities that don't belong in the federal government. And that's the problem. And it's demonstrated day in and day out, day in and day out. It's the truth. I mean, it has responsibilities. It's, it's taken over 25% of the, of the land mass of the United States. How's that going? Very poorly. It has the <clears throat> responsibility to secure the southern border as the northern border as well. How's that going? It has the constitutional duty the constitutional duty to ensure that our currency is sound. How's that going? And, of course, it has an obligation to protect us in so many ways, which is going very poorly as well. So there you have it. So when we have these tragedies or these accidents or terrorist attacks and so forth and so on, we have brave men and women who do everything they can to help. But we have a ruling class 
that is ideological, that is narcissistic, and that sees every opportunity to, to seize power. I want you to listen to something that Joe Biden said yesterday after the Till movie, the Emmett Till movie. Of course, the history there is horrific, what happened to that kid. Absolutely horrific. But I want you to listen to what Joe Biden says. You have to listen all the way through to the last comment. Cut one, go. It's one of the great honors of my career, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, making lynching a federal hate crime. You know, folks, lynching is pure terror. Actually, federal hate crime. Anti-lynching, actually, the first bill was passed under Harry Truman. It was blocked for the four terms of Franklin Roosevelt. Blocked. And I want you to know that. Even Eleanor Roosevelt kept pushing it, and Franklin said no. It would harm his election efforts. Even in his, his last race for president, <clears throat> his fourth term, sick as he was, Another push was made, and he said no. So let's be abundantly clear. That will be left out of everything Biden has to say. Go ahead. ...in America, and not everyone is created equal. Pure terror to systematically undermine hard-fought civil rights. Innocent men, women, children, hung by a noose from trees. Bodies burned, drowned, castrated. Their crimes trying to vote, trying to go to school, trying to own a business, trying to re preach the gospel, false, false accusations of murder, arson, robbery, Lynch for simply being black, nothing more. With white crowds, white families <clears throat> gathered to celebrate the spectacle, taking pictures of the bodies and mailing them as postcards. Hard to believe, but that's what was done. And some people still want to do that. Some people still want to do that? Some people still want to do that? These things he talks about were done by Democrats under the auspices of Democrat sheriffs, Democrat police chiefs. Democrat mayors, Democrat city councils, Democrat governors. Some of the greatest acts of terror done to black people were supported by some of Joe Biden's closest friends in the Senate. John Stennis, James Eastland, Robert Byrd, Al Gore Sr., William Fulbright, Bill Clinton's mentor. He doesn't mention any of that. Joe Biden talks today like he's Martin Luther King. Joe Biden said that Robert Byrd was his mentor. 
Joe Biden was taken under the wing of James Eastland when he entered the Senate. Considered him a dear friend. There are letters between them. Almost like love letters. Joe Biden opposed school integration. Tell me, which Republicans did? Which Republicans stood in the schoolhouse door to block little black kids from going to school with little white kids? Which Republicans sent German shepherds and used water hoses against black protesters? Which Republicans led efforts to lynch black people? Which Republicans supported Jim Crow? There weren't any. Why did Joe Biden, who was old enough to know better, throw in with the racists and segregationists when he was elected from Delaware to the United States Senate? Why did he do that? He's never had to explain himself. He's never been confronted. Why is that? Then he claims that he was responsible for the anti-lynching federal hate crime. He's delusional and a serial liar. The vast majority of quote-unquote, systemic racism experienced in this country, found a home in the Democrat Party. And that last sentence, in that statement that Joe Biden just put out, and some people still want to do that, still want to do what? Lynch people for simply being black. White crowds, white families gathered, there are a number of white people in the South and in the North who went to the South to fight anti-black racism, and some of them died, gave their lives. Some of them died and gave their lives. You need to ask yourselves, why does Joe Biden talk like this? Why does Joe Biden not only twist events to make sure he and his Democrat friends are not affected for political reasons, but why doesn't he talk about America in a positive light? I think of the Civil War battles that took place. I think of the Civil War battles that took place, one after another after another. The carnage from those battles has never been experienced again by the American people, ever. Even in World War II. Even in Vietnam. Even in Korea. You had one battle after another. 35,000 casualties. 38,000 casualties. 23,000 casualties in a nation of 24 to 25 million people. 
And the vast majority of those casualties, and I'm talking of the people fighting on the Union side, were white men. Not exclusively, but the vast majority. Lincoln insisted on a complete defeat of the Confederacy and an end to slavery. Cost him his life. Ulysses S. Grant sent the army into the South to wipe out the Klan. And for a period of time, the Klan was put to a stop. The Klan that became an appendage of the Democrat Party. And then in his second race for president, he won, but they lost the House. So he couldn't send the army down again. Plessy versus Ferguson. It was the private sector that wanted to do away with segregation on that train in Louisiana. The massive march of the Klan, tens of thousands, where Madison Square Garden is, the 1924 Democrat Convention, where they refused to outlaw lynching. The filibusters on the floor of the Senate, led by Democrats, to prevent the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. The 1965 Civil Rights Act, more commonly known as the Voting Rights Act. And men that were involved in that filibuster were mentors to Joe Biden. The Democrat Party, which put Robert Byrd, Robert Byrd was a son of West Virginia. West Virginia is a state because it was part of Virginia. It broke off from Virginia because largely it supported the Union, the North. And yet here we have Robert Byrd, who as a young man, not a child, a young man, was motivated to create a movement with the Klan and became the Grand Klegel. And Robert Byrd, who was signing up as many members as he possibly could. The first nominee, Franklin Roosevelt, put on the U.S. Supreme Court was a man by the name of Black. He was white. From Alabama. He was a lawyer for the Klan in Alabama. Never quite got over it, as his son put it. That he had a hate on for the Catholics in particular, his son said. And there's Joe Biden. Mr. Unity. White people were watching. White people took photographs. Racists and bigots took photographs. Racists and bigots. 
of which he was one for a good period of time in his career. What was done to this young man is disgusting. Absolutely horrific. But what Joe Biden is doing to this country is an abomination. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. President Trump is under vicious multiple front attack by Democrats dressed up as prosecutors in New York, in Georgia, and of course, Washington, D.C. Nobody speaks to this more often, I think, and more substantively than I do, and I do it because it's the right thing to fight. But I think it's also apparent right now that Ron DeSantis is coming under a relentless attack by the media and also by some Republicans and Democrats, because I think they figure if Trump can get indicted and if they can knock DeSantis off as a top potential Republican nominee, then the field is open to moderates. So I want to address this when we return. I'll be right back. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. America's most powerful conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. 
And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. Joe Biden, 1995, and yet his spokes idiot today said there's a red wave that has been following Joe Biden's State of the Confusion speech where all these Republicans changed their mind and now support Biden's position against cutting Social Security and Medicare. The, the demagoguery and propaganda that comes out of this White House is matched by nothing we've ever seen before. It is just a series of fundamental lies that can be fact-checked and are known to be fundamental lies, and they don't care. Now, let me ask you a question. Do we even seek to choose the Democrat nominees for president? I don't. Do we try to do that, Mr. Reducer? Now, we'll criticize and that sort of But do we try to choose their nominees by unleashing law enforcement against certain Democrats that might be running or or unleashing the press? We don't even have the press, but unleashing the press against one, two or three Republicans who they're most worried about. No, we don't do that either. And yet the Democrats and their media do exactly that. They don't want Trump running and they don't want DeSantis running this much. We know. That's not to say there aren't other good candidates out there. I am just saying they don't want those two guys. Now, I'm going to show you the case of DeSantis. And it's not just Democrats and the media. It's also some hack Republicans and phonies dressed up as journalists. This is what George Soros said. That that he thinks could happen. Cut 20, go. My hope for 2024 is that Trump and Governor DeSantis of Florida will slug it out for the Republican nomination. Trump has turned into a pitiful figure, continually bemoaning his loss in 2020. Big Republican donors are abandoning him in droves. DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He is likely to be a Republican candidate. Uh, This could induce Trump, whose narcissism has turned into a disease, to run as a third-party candidate. That would uh, lead to a democratic landslide and force the Republican Party to reform itself. But perhaps I may be just a little bit biased. Boy, doesn't he sound like the voice of evil and the voice of death? Buzz to me. So some people have seized on that, like Carrie Lake, to say that Soros just endorsed DeSantis. Did Soros endorse DeSantis, Mr. Producer? Really? America? So why would Carrie Lake say that? Why would others say that? 
what is with this this lying that takes place here? Can we duke it out based on substance and the truth? Soros will back any Democrat, and the more left-wing, the better. He trashed DeSantis there, and he trashed Trump there. What he said is that DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He's likely to be the Republican candidate. Trump won't like it. Because of his narcissism, he says, which has turned into a disease, her run as an independent, the Democrats will win in a landslide, and then maybe the Republicans will reform themselves. That's what he said. That is what he said. So this lie is being pushed, but that's not all. Andrea Mitchell, who is a complete unvarnished hack, Just, just a total rogue. She has Kamala Harris on her show on NBC News. And listen to this exchange. Cut to go. What does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? Stop. He, he, he never said that. He said the opposite of that. She is a liar. And it's okay because nobody, nobody will reprimand her. Nobody will care over at MSNBC and NBC and Comcast. He didn't say slavery in the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children. He said critical race theory should not be taught to Florida children because it is a racist ideology. It's not history. As have many Pulitzer Prize winning historians who are not right wingers have said. As anybody who really knows what CRT is has said. And so look how they twist what he said just as they twisted what he was doing with Disney and these other outfits when it came to sexualizing kindergartners. And young elementary school students. That he's pushing an anti-gay law. It had nothing to do. Nothing. With homosexuality, heterosexuality, or any other kind of sexuality. He said that young children should not be exposed to sexuality. Period. Let alone transitioning and all the rest of it. This used to be basic stuff. But just like Biden with his racism. They don't want to debate the issues. They want to smear and character assassinate. So with that setup by Andrea Mitchell, who is a complete fraud and phony... What did the dim-witted Kamala Harris have to say? Go. I know what he knows and what he doesn't know, but I know this. Any push to censor America's teachers and tell them what they should be teaching in the best interest of our children in, in partnership with the parents of America, 
is, I think, um, wrongheaded. Is that what he's supposed to? Good Lord. So here is a completely fraudulent and phony discussion. Completely fraudulent and phony. Then we have one of America's most infamous racists, Joy Reid on MSNBC, and she has a foil, a guy by the name of David Jolly, who was a congressman for about two minutes. He worked on Capitol Hill for a long time. He set up a lobbying outfit. He's a lawyer. He's a sleazeball. He lost his seat to Charlie Crist many years ago, but he's a sleazeball. In my humble opinion. So here is David Jolly and Joy Reid. Cut three, go. Kids are being exposed to diversity for the first time in modern America, and that's a good thing. And for people who say, Ron DeSantis, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and others, that somehow society has this outsized influence on their kids, maybe they need to focus on their parenting and not on society. Think yeah. about that. They, are, they, they believe that their parenting skills are being overshadowed by society. Focus on what starts at home. Let society provide the diversity that enriches culture and enriches your children. Now, this guy is low IQ, in my humble opinion. He is totally unencumbered with reality. This is why Sunday's show, by the way, is so damn important. They're not teaching diversity, they're teaching perversity. They're not teaching diversity. They're teaching racism. And when you give your children up to a public school system that beats that into their brains with coursework, with lectures, with terminology, and behind the back of the parents, apparently, Mr. Jolly, I don't know if he has children or not, it's another weird one, Jolly, Guy sounds like a schmuck. His name ought to be David Schmuck. Then there's something wrong with you, parents. You're not doing a good job. Now, listen to that. How insane that is. And then Joy Reid says this. Go. It's ironic about all of this, uh, David, is that they think the solution to what they see as societal ills is big, big government. No, they don't think the solution is big government. You see, Joy, we're already paying for big government. We're already paying for big government. The school system and so forth, the teachers' unions, the educational bureaucrats, the departments of education. What we're trying to do here is protect our children and grandchildren from perversion, from pornography, from destroying them so they don't become children of the state. So in your twisted logic, when people stand up and say the very same government that's destroying education needs to reverse course, then they support big government. How stupid. How superficial. Go ahead. 
Florida telling you specifically what books you can read. It's the government. Florida telling you specifically what books you can read. So who decides what books are in these school libraries, America? The government, the school district. That's who decides what books you can read. It's always been that way because you can't have an infinite number of books in a finite area that we call the library. So, of course, who decides what textbooks you're going to read in college? Who decides what textbooks you're going to have in law school? The schools, the public government schools belong to the state. Now, Joy Reid has no problem with the fact that state employees who earn state incomes and have state pensions and state medical plans, she has no problem with them telling your kids what to read. She has no problem with what they say to your kids. It's when parents who pay the bill, not the government, say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What kind of book is that? And how many times have we seen where parents take those books out of the library and go in front of school boards and start reading from them and they're cut off? They're so disgusting and graphic. But Joy Reid doesn't have a problem with that. It's okay. It's okay. She has no comprehension of what federalism means. She has no comprehension of what's meant by big government She has no comprehension of what censorship means. Nobody. Least of whom Ron DeSantis is saying, don't read controversial books. Nobody's saying that. But people are saying there's a line over which the government, the school district and teachers must not and may not cross. And for Joy Reid, that's problematic. Well, maybe she can expose her children to pornography and sexualization. Maybe that's no big deal to her. Or drag dancers or whatever they call them. What do they call them, Mr. Producer? Drag queens. Maybe that's okay for her kids. And for David Jolly's kids, because that's how he gets his jollies. Go ahead specifically what teachers can teach. It's literal government thought control. And that's what they accuse the left of, but they're the ones saying, no, no, no. It's not government thought control, you idiot. The opposition, me, people like me, DeSantis, the parents, we reject brainwashing. We want competition of ideas. What we do not want is indoctrination, you jerk. I'll be right back. Mark in.
I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. So much of what passes as news and even opinion on television are nothing but lies. It's not even an honest debate. It's not even an honest debate of what's taking place. Um, these attacks on DeSantis are going to get worse. I warned you about this. You can tell who they fear the most by the way they attack them. They don't attack Chris Sununa. He's an oddball. They don't attack Larry Hogan. They don't attack Chris Christie. Not yet, unless they're trying to have a good time. Um, as I say, you can tell who they fear by who they attack. And notice none of the putative candidates on the Democrat side are under attack ever. Joe Biden hasn't announced yet. Democrat Party is the the uh, it is the it's protected by the media. The Praetorian Guard for the Democrat Party. So even though Buttigieg should have resigned a long time ago, given all the disasters related to transportation and safety. The latest one in Ohio. Not that he's a magician, but he's not even around. He's lazy. He should have been given the boot, but they still talk about him as a possible candidate they, the way they used to with uh, this guy O'Rourke, who was a joke. And we could go on and on about it. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Our number is 877 877-381-3811. You saw that Buttigieg blamed Trump. For the derailing of the train in Ohio, 
and he points to a uh, a regulation, a regulation from 2018 that has nothing to do with it. Now, DeSantis is coming under withering attack. Why? Why, at least from the Democrats and the media? The reason is he's engaged in the battle over the American culture. He is one of the few politicians who gets it. McConnell doesn't get it. His leadership team, they don't get it. Hogan doesn't get it. Sununu doesn't get it. Christie doesn't get it. I can go down a long list. They don't get it, which means should they ever get somewhere, let's hope they don't, we will lose the fight. We'll lose the fight over the classrooms and the brainwashing. We will lose the fight over CRT, ESG, DEI, and all the rest of it. We will lose the fight. DeSantis is a smart guy. Not just because he's Harvard educated, because he's a smart guy. And he works as hard as hell. I happen to know that. And he'll study data as he did with the COVID-19 and he'll come to his own conclusions. That said, he understands Marxism. He understands what we talked about last night. The effort to change standard language, standard English, indoctrination, the war on the nuclear family, and he has fought them, for which he's been attacked by Sununu, Christie, Hogan, the uh, and others in the media, of course. Folks on the Trump team are attacking him just because they don't want him to run, and they're trying to to use uh, those kind of tactics to stop him. I don't think that'll work, and I only think it'll hurt them. And I've been saying it, and I'll continue to say it. Whether Maggie Haberman over at the New York Slimes likes it or not. But DeSantis is engaged in this fight, like few other governors. Took on the college boards. Why did he take them on? Because he doesn't want them to teach about slavery? And post-slavery, like Andrea Mitchell says, has nothing to do with that. Nothing. Because they're teaching CRT, and he's the governor. And he said, no. Where do these people get the authority? They're not elected. They just get into these positions. They squirrel themselves into the educational bureaucracy. They squirrel themselves into the rest of the bureaucracy and they impose their individual ideological radical Marxist agenda on the children, on the parents, on the curriculum. And he said, no, I'm the governor. I was elected in a massive landslide. I'm not going to tolerate it. Oh, then you must believe in big government. No, he believes in representative government. All this crap that comes out of Biden's mouth about the bottom up and the middle out. They don't care about the bottom up and the middle out. With them, it's always the top down. And the iron fist and the brass knuckles. That's what the Democrats believe in. That's why they believe in centralization of government. 
That's why they attack the private sector. That's why they oppose federalism and state authority. And they will do anything for power, particularly Biden. Biden is now the great emancipator, as they used to call Lincoln. He's the great emancipator, having been a racist and a segregationist early in his Senate career, having shown really no no interest in civil rights during most of his Senate career. Now he's out there just bad-mouthing white people all the time, and he can because he's white, he figures. I can say whatever I want. So there's white people out there, white families, who want to watch black people hang and take pictures. That's what he said. Have their bodies burned. Like Emmett Till. They're still out there. He didn't say the Klan. He didn't say neo-Nazis. He's not clever. In fact, he's stupid. But they, they commingle this language. And then if you call them out, obviously I didn't mean all white people. But that's what you said. Why? Why? Because he's a racist. That's why. He was an anti-black racist and now he's an anti-white racist. It's that simple. He's a lowlife. Over there, media matters. They love the guy. They think he's the greatest. Mediaite, oh, they think he's fantastic. Andrea Mitchell, she's known him forever. Andrea Mitchell was a cub reporter in Philadelphia. She knew Biden back then. Look at uh, Scarborough and Mrs. Scarborough. They get invited to a state dinner. That's all it took. That's all it took. And they kiss Joe Biden's ass multiple times on a daily basis from their estate in Jupiter, Florida. The people are moving to Florida and some of the other free states. Florida is a free state. It doesn't matter what race you are, what your background is, what your religious beliefs are, what your sexual preference is. You come to Florida and you feel the difference. Texans say the same thing. Tennesseans say the same thing, but there's damn few states where you can say it. But Florida is the point of the spear pushing back against these Marxist efforts. Whether it's ESG in in the corporate boardrooms, whether it's DEI in colleges and universities, whether it's CRT in elementary and secondary schools, Nobody's fighting this across the board like Florida, like this governor in the Republican legislature. It's just the fact. If people are jealous, well, why don't you do the same damn thing then? Just do it. You're not going to get credit for doing nothing. But that's why Biden attacks him. That's why the New York Times attacks him. That's why the Washington Post attacks him. That's why the biggest bigot on television, Joy Reid, attacks him. That's why David Jolly gets his jollies attacking him. He's a reprobate. He's a target. That is, DeSantis is a target. So they're trying to use the legal system to take out Trump. 
and they're trying to destroy DeSantis's reputation, turn him into some kind of a racist or bigot or whatever it is, and he's none of those things. He's trying to protect the children in the state from an evil, poisonous ideology that works its way around the, electro- around the electorate, around the representatives of the people, into the bureaucracies, the educational bureaucracy, into special interest groups, into NGOs, non-governmental organizations who push these agendas. Who elected the Florida Education Association? They don't stand for election. In fact, they hate the voters. They hate the parents. So who conferred on them anywhere, at any time, in any way? (coughs) Excuse me, the power to determine how your children are going to be educated. They're professionals. No, they're not. Not when they act like this. They're not professionals. They're political hacks. And when they act like political hacks, they need to be called out. Listen, I spent most of my time in Virginia when Larry Hogan was governor of Maryland. He didn't do crap. Chris Christie didn't do crap. Chris Sununu up in New Hampshire hasn't done crap. And now they want to run for president. And you know what they're doing? They're trashing Trump. And they're trashing DeSantis. The same with the jerk Asa Hutchison in Arkansas. That's all they do. And so they're invited on all these networks. Well, I hate to tell them, Republicans don't watch Meet the Depressed and Deface the Nation. They don't watch them. Republicans don't watch the NBC Nightly News and the ABC News and CBS Nobody watches CNN. That's a wasted carbon footprint. And over at MSNBC, that's where all the people who should be institutionalized in mental institutions, that's where they work. Certainly, Republicans and conservatives don't watch that. That's where Republicans go who could not succeed but want to make money. Like Scarborough. Like Nicole Wallace. What else? Oh, like uh, Michael Steele. Like David and his jollies. It's all the... It's all the lightweights. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not Pure Talk, no. The no-contract wireless company. And the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. Supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. 
Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L E V I N Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Apparently, there is a belief, at least in parts of the Russian ruling class that people can fly out of out of windows from skyscrapers, Mr. Producer. Did you know this? Yet another tried to fly out of a window and fell to her death. A top defense official in Russia has been found dead after plunging from a high window in a tower block in the latest mysterious death of a high ranking official. It's a woman. Marina Yankina, 58, was discovered by a passerby at the entrance of a house on Zamshina Street in St. Petersburg. I'm sure Bernie Sanders is familiar with that. She is believed to have fallen 160 feet to her death. That's frightening. She's very well placed, she is or was, a very well-placed Russian Defense Department power broker. She'd risen from the tax-collecting ranks, moved to the Defense Department, was basically Putin's money girl for their Western military district. Ms. Yankina was a key figure in the funding of Vladimir Putin's illegal war in Ukraine, as head of the Financial Support Department of the Ministry of Defense for the Western military district, which is closely involved in the dictator's invasion. Her career developed rapidly. In five years, she rose from an ordinary employee to the head of the entire department. Meanwhile, the death of the employee was officially confirmed by the press service in the Western Military District, the Western Military District leadership, where she was in charge of the cash flows. has certainly been under enormous pressure from Putin. There's been a revolving door of chiefs as Putin sacks one after another, in the face of multiple setbacks and costly losses. Now, the Western Military District has incurred some of the heaviest losses in the Russia's war against Ukraine and been blamed for a string of humiliating battlefield losses. Colonel, Colonel General Alexander Ravyabyabyab was sent packing as commander of the district in October following huge losses in Kharkiv. His successor... Lieutenant General Roman Bernanak was sacked a few months later after lasting less than three months. Colonel General Sergei Kuzilev then took the helm only to be replaced a few weeks later by Lieutenant General Yevyev Nikivarov. Who is this embezzling General Karizmov? Anyway... Putin burns through another top Ukrainian commander. His armed forces chief has handed poison chalice. One of these guys, by the way, did commit suicide, shot himself in the head. Uh, his wife and two kids were in the house. He became distraught, walked into another room and killed himself. So there is uh, some discontent in paradise. 
And the, the Wagner group, the head of the Wagner group, Putin's getting nervous with this guy because he's becoming very popular as a genocidal mass murder. And what he's been doing, he's been rounding up prisoners left and right, a couple hundred thousand over the last several months, and uh, sending them to the front lines as cannon fodder. The Russians have lost anywhere from 60 to 120,000 men. 60,000 to 120,000, who knows exactly. And they are putting everybody, everybody, into action that they can grab and put into action. They are training, they are moving hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians when they can capture them into Mother Russia. I would call it Mother something else. And... uh Re-educating them. They're also putting them into slave-like conditions. Just thought I'd mention this for the pro-Putin wing of the American political class, media, and so forth and so on, because this stuff's ignored. But it's true. Now, Ukraine is running out of bullets. They're running out of the type of uh, weaponry that they need, uh, despite the best efforts of the United States and the West. And this is very troubling to me, very frustrating to me, because how is that possible? If we were to be involved in a, in a long major war, I mean, the idea that we provide all of this to Ukraine and we are running out of ammo is nuts. Now, some of you have been misled, so you'll say that's because we're giving them too much. No, it's because we're not producing what needs to be produced. Taiwan needs our help right now. Taiwan, Taiwan, ladies and gentlemen, so you know, gave us $19 billion for armaments, and Biden still has not delivered. We're holding their money, and he hasn't delivered. Too little, too late, Joe. That's what he is. Too little, too late, Joe. Anyway, so this woman was trying uh, to fly, apparently, with her arms. Uh, she was thrown out of a very high building, 160 feet. And, of course, it didn't work. And so she plunged to her death. Ladies and gentlemen, she was thrown out the window. She was murdered. On Putin's order. He's murdering people left and right in his own inner circle. Military personnel, intelligence personnel, industrial oligarchs. He's just wildly having these people eliminated. And he's also incredibly paranoid. I'll be right back. You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not pure talk, no. The no-contract wireless company. And the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. And then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. 
supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, folks, we have this guy, John Kerry. John Kerry. Let me, let me tell you something. Not only is John Kerry an idiot, not only did he ruin his face. You ever see these pictures of these actors or actresses and all of a sudden they look like their faces are dripping off their heads? That's Curry. And what he doesn't understand is when he's put to sleep and he's under the knife of the plastic surgeon, they're pumping mashed potatoes and applesauce into his face. And not, well, and lumpy mashed potatoes and applesauce into his face. His forehead's out of proportion. His cheeks are out of proportion. He's got no eye sockets left. His chin is sticking out like uh, Frankenstein. Other than that, he's looking good. This clown, this, this man who married two billionaire women, a Mellon and a Heinz, if you can imagine. This guy is spending your money on the greatest, biggest, longest junket in American history. Oh, he's flying everywhere with the gospel of climate change. I don't even know if he believes it. He's just, uh, I've got these damn fools. I've got them completely fooled, and man, I'm having the greatest time. I don't even know if the missus is with him. But he's having a ball, and he's out there negotiating and talking and talking and negotiating and talking, Stays at the best restaurants, private jets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. John Kerry's taxpayer-funded fight against the climate crisis takes him to Five Star Island Resort, writes Colin Anderson at the Free Beacon. John Kerry's fight against the climate crisis, so-called, it's taken the jet-setting Biden administration official to yet another luxurious location, a five-star island resort in the Bahamas. Kerry, who served as President Biden's climate czar, he likes that too. Hello, czar. Oh. Since January 2021, is on the Caribbean island for three days this week to, quote, advance international cooperation among nations, particularly vulnerable to the climate crisis. The State Department announced, including in his itinerary, was an opulent opening ceremony held at the Atlantis Paradise Island at cost of fortune. It's beautiful. A lush five-star resort that boasts 14 swimming pools, 14 lagoons, dozens of luxury restaurants, a yacht marina, a private golf course, a world-class casino with more than 700 slot machines. At least three nightclubs and a movie theater. Bahamian Prime Minister Philip Davis, during a Wednesday night speech, thanked Kerry for attending the ceremony, a line that was met with muffled applause. Yeah, yeah, thanks, he's here. What a jackass. Anyway, 
Now, this is a, a relatively poor group of islands. And he's there talking about climate change. While Kerry routinely argues that Americans have an obligation to confront climate change, his Caribbean sare is by no means environmentally friendly. A flight from Washington, D.C. to Nassau spans nearly 1,000 miles and emits, on average, more than 53,000 pounds of carbon. Atlantis Paradise Island also uses diesel power plants to fuel its energy grid and spends more than $85 million annually on electricity alone, according to consulting firm Filament Energy. The resort's marine accommodates 240-foot yachts, which burn through thousands of dollars of fuel per hour. Kerry, a former Massachusetts senator, for years owned a yacht of his own which he docked in Rhode Island to avoid paying half a million dollars in taxes. Kerry listed the yacht for sale for $3.9 million in 2016. This is what revolutions are made of. I'm just being honest. In the past, this is why kings and queens were overthrown, why czars were overthrown, why Marxist regimes. This is, this is what causes revolution. When you get poor, when your prices go up, when your quality of life is reduced, when the basics are more and more difficult to come by, and then you have a big mouth, loud mouth, blowhard like this going on and on about climate change when he's living the life. He's living a life that nobody else has ever lived. Except maybe Biden. Kerry is no stranger to long flights and extravagant stays is Biden's climate czar. From March 2021 to June 2022 alone, he flew nearly 200,000 miles, the equivalent of traveling around the world more than seven times to fight climate change, the Washington Free Beacon reported in September. Those flights produced 9.54 million pounds of carbon, roughly 300 times the average American's carbon footprint for an entire year. In November, meanwhile, Kerry attended an international climate conference in Shemel Shek, an Egyptian resort town known for its long beaches, luxury resorts. Has he ever had a climate change international meeting in Camden, New Jersey, Mr. Producer? How about East St. Louis? Has he done it? How about North Philadelphia? How about Appalachia? Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of energy advocacy group Power the Future, lambasted Kerry for his lavish, taxpayer-funded globetrotting, calling it remarkable that the battle for climate change always happens in five-star luxurious resorts. If you look at some of the biggest conferences that Kerry has attended in the last year, they've been at the Atlantis in the Bahamas, they've been at the Four Seasons in Sharm el-Sheikh, they've been at luxury mountainside resorts in Davos, Turner told the Free Beacon, and these are the people who claim to care about the impoverished. They don't care about the impoverished. They want to create more impoverished. They want to lord over us. And climate change is the best, the best hammer they have over our heads. A State Department spokes idiot told the Free Beacon that Kerry traveled the Bahamas commercially. Oh, okay. And that his official business travel complies with all federal and State Department travel regulations and policies. Well, then maybe somebody ought to look at that. 
The spokesman did not return questions on Kerry's accommodations while on the Caribbean. No, 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 no. Because those are not normal. Part of the opening ceremony, Kerry attended a function at the U.S. Embassy in Nassau, which is located just steps from the beach in popular oceanside tourist attractions, such as Margaritaville in Senor Frogs. Wouldn't it be great if somebody just followed this guy around, Mr. Producer, with a video camera? In addition to his government travel, the climate official in 2019 took a private jet to a climate conference in Iceland. Iceland. This guy's been to... It's unbelievable. Now, Kerry was not the only American official spotted in Atlantis Wednesday evening. Bahamian leader Davis also recognized former Democratic Senator Chris Dodd of Connecticut. I didn't even know he was still with us. Is Chris Dodd? Chris Dodd still with us? He's still with us? Kerry is set to leave the Bahamas today to travel to Munich, Germany, where he'll engage in discussions on the nexus between the climate crisis and global security. A nonstop flight from Nassau to Munich spans 5,000 miles, emits an average roughly 260,000 pounds of carbon. This man's busy. Oh, he's busy. I despise these people, don't you? I despise them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, when the going gets tough, you can count on big business to have your back. Well, not really. You certainly can't. Because we all know big business, especially big wireless business, is going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties. Not pure talk, no. The no-contract wireless company. And the only wireless company to offer 100% money-back guarantee. That's right. Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service that if you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. And then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy. Supporting a company. That's veteran-owned and shares your values and who has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you say a minute and a half, Mr. Producer? Oh, okay, good. Thought I really blew the clock there, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It's time for a Levin surge. Those of you who've been with this program any time more than a year or two, some of you from the very beginning, 20 years, it's amazing. Going on 21, I guess. That would make sense. I'd like you to do something. Because I really am calling, making a clarion call to the Thomas Paines out there. Men and women. The Thomas Paines out there. We need to gain additional information to be the army of patriots. We're going to get the word out there. And that's the purpose of this Sunday's Life, Liberty, and Levin. It's not your typical show. It never is. There are a lot of good shows out there, don't get me wrong, on Fox. Fantastic shows, fantastic hosts and guests. This show's just different. 
And that's a good thing that you have things to choose from. But there's no football. There's nothing really taking place, I think, to divert your attention. But if you have family, plans, and so forth, I completely understand. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. Go ahead and record DVR the show now for when it airs on Sunday. Mr. Producer, if you lock it in now, you don't have to lock it in ever again, correct? One time only. So that way you don't have to worry. If you can watch it live, that is fantastic. But if you're not sure or you can't, you can record it. And so I want to encourage as many of you as possible. Go ahead during the break that's coming up. Go ahead and set your DVR for 8 p.m. Eastern time or whatever time is the equivalent of that on Fox for Life, Liberty, and Levin. If it's the only thing you watch, I think you're going to find it very fruitful. And you'll be the judge afterwards. But those of you who have watched it, you know. You know what kind of program it is. And I want it to be as substantive, intelligent, entertaining, and worthwhile as possible. I don't believe in wasting your time. I don't believe in repetition. I don't believe in interrupting smart people who have smart things to say. And there's a reason why it's the number one Sunday night show on all of cable news. But I really want to blow it through the roof this this show because this Sunday, because of the topics. These topics are under the radar right now. The war on the suburbs, which has been launched, it was launched 14 days ago. So please join us. Here comes the break. You Levinites, you patriots. First of all, I'm blessed to have you here. Go ahead and set up the recording, your DVR, for 8 p.m. Sunday, Eastern Time. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Hello, 877 
381-3811. Here it is, East Coast time, a little after 8 p.m. And I've got mail. And uh, you'll notice my foot remains firmly down on the gas pedal. No putzing around. No mailing it in. Three hours, baby. And we found this. Actually, Mr. Producer found it. That's a gateway pundit. Refuting January 6th narrative, admitting January 6th protests, not an insurrection. D.C. courts too biased. Well, that's an interesting headline. Very interesting. What's going on here? Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra Pelosi, is producing an HBO documentary about the January 6, 2021 protests and riot in Washington, D.C., writes Gateway Pundit. Jim Hoft. In October 2022, CNN released never-before-seen footage. Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The two people who refused to call in the National Guard prior to that day and during the rioting. You know, Mitch McConnell has never been held to account by Republicans. He was responsible for securing that building, too, and he didn't do anything. He didn't lift a finger. He didn't even lift one of his crooked arthritic fingers, Mr. Producer. The footage was filmed by Nancy's daughter, Alexandra. Nancy's son-in-law was outside during the protest filming the, quote-unquote, insurrection. Nancy had a camera crew at the U.S. Capitol as if she knew it was going to be a historic day. Quite the coincidence. So it turned out January 6th was a historic day. It was also well-planned and staged, he says. Now, there's never before released video of Nancy Pelosi's daughter admitting to a January 6th defendant that the insurrection narrative was nonsense. That Washington, D.C. is too biased to hold fair trials for Trump supporters. I believe that 100%. In the video, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra Pelosi, is meeting with a January 6th defendant. She wanted desperately to be in her sham documentary. It is a meeting with this same January 6th defendant and his attorney. Alexandra Pelosi asked the defendant numerous times to participate. He politely declined. The Gateway Pundit reached out to the January 6th defendant in this video to confirm the details in the recording. Alexandra Pelosi agreed to be recorded by the defendant. In this video, Alexandra Pelosi is, a, is on camera saying many very shocking things. She mocks the idea that January 6th was an insurrection and admits that D.C. is too biased to hold fair trials and that many January 6ers would be found not guilty if their cases were handled anywhere else in the country and much more. Now, this video has not yet been made public. Now I'm going to make it public nationally. It's on uh, Jim's site here says this is an exclusive video for the Gateway Pundit audience. And he adds, from our source, I did a lot of due diligence making sure that the defendant who shot this video had permission to do so. I spoke with his attorney who provided me documentation that Alexandra agreed to be filmed if they met. I wanted to bring this to you before anybody else. If you're interested in featuring it, Nancy Pelosi has contributed to destroying countless lives with her insurrection narrative and sham committee, and here's her daughter on camera saying it's all a crock. So I just want to mention to you, if you want to see it, 
Uh, I will not put it on my... Well, we ought to link to it, at least to uh, to Gateway Pundit, Mr. Producer. We'll put it on marklevinshow.com, marklevinshow.com, because I want to make sure he gets credit, because he did all the legwork on this. Now, I want you to hear two clips from this. Just two. Here is Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra, in a meeting with a January 6th defendant. Listen carefully. Hat tip, gateway pundit, cut 15, cut 15, go. I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet, but if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. guy I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan, is that if there was, a, if there was an insurrection, you were, you were supposed to be in line Marching. You're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you're not supposed to have a plan. You said, exactly. It's called the operations order. You sit down like, overnight with your soldiers. You go right. over, all right, you're going to go here. You're going to go in by this side. It's, At this time, we're going to take over this. There was none of that. If it was an insurrection, it's the sorriest insurrection in, in the, the 20th, 21st century ever. No guns. A no guy, plan. A guy, people a thinking self. A guy smoking pot. I, know. Oh, I love the guy yeah, smoking pot. I, I love the guy smoking pot. In other words, she loves the whole scenario that's interesting cut 16 go sometimes i say eight months was it was great it was considering that the shaman who did not i mean what did the shaman do he stood there right what did Paul do? he stood there the shaman got how many months right 41 compared to eight so if I, when I saw that, I was, and I think that the government is going to go for more, that they're going to look to get bigger. Like people are criticizing some of the people right, that got right. home. A lot of people are getting probation and stuff. So I think they're looking to make people. Like I think if Paul went now, he'd get a bigger, a longer sentence. What, what did he do? Okay, what did he do? He went. He just walked walk in with the Trump flag in the Senate. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. And he got. So I don't know if anyone was was good or bad. You hear that, folks? What do you make of this, Mr. Producer? This is remarkable because, yeah, wow. Basically, when they forget that the microphone or the video is on the iPhone or whatever it is, and they're not in front of their friends, she's not in front of her mother, they're not in front of of a media type or the rest of it, she effectively lets her hair down and says what she thinks. She doesn't think it's an insurrection. She, uh, she loves the guy smoking pot there. They're not marching in a line, you know. She says, if it was an insurrection, you're supposed to be in line marching. You're in the military. You know this. That's what Pelosi said. Alexander Pelosi. And she can't believe that the shaman who sat there got 41 months. That's over three years by my calculation. And she said, now they're looking basically to punish people. That he walked in with a Trump flag. I don't know if this was good or bad or whatever. Wow. So they know this. We all know this. The shaman wasn't violent. Many people getting long sentences are not violent. And many people getting long sentences... Were trespassing and parading. And they threatened them with 20 years. 
They threatened many of them with 20 years. And look, I'm not talking about people who literally assaulted police. We got that. We understand that. We're talking about everybody else. And some of them are getting years for plotting the insurrection, for trying to prevent Congress from meeting. Couldn't prevent Congress from meeting. How could they prevent Congress from meeting? I mean, seriously. Well, Mark, it was delayed. I said, how did they prevent Congress from meeting? And these are the phony issues these people are chasing, this phony special counsel, and I deal with him during Sunday, too. You're definitely going to want to watch this. I know he'll be watching. Won't you, Jack the Ripper? Jack the Ripper Smith. He'll be watching Jack the Ripper, won't you? So this was quite, I thought, intriguing and revealing. Actually, I think, is there one more here, Mr. Producer? Yeah, it's under my staple. We've got one more of Alexandra Pelosi meeting with a January 6th defendant. Cut 17, go. Well, I think the one thing, if you drag it out, after the Democrats lose the House, and then they get rid of the committee, people may lose interest. The first trials are going to get a lot of attention. Yes. It's like anniversaries. The first one is right. a big deal. They made right. a really big deal. January right. 6th, right. no one's going to care after the Democrats right. are out of power. Right. And then take Biden out of office, then who cares? If you drag it out long enough, I wouldn't go first for a trial. Because D.C. is a lot of people that work for the government. Right. And it's a lot of... I don't well, think that's sympathetic. That's, that's, that's the jury, that's the, that's the jury is issue. Be, we we don't think the trial should be held there. And well, if you got moved, you totally get off. I, I wish they so. successfully, successfully move it. No, they won't move it. Because, I mean, think about it. They'll, they'll resist oh. it. They'll say, how, uh, we, I've heard of the hearings. The yeah. they'll, they're going to say, how dare you say we're not we're not fair. We're fair. And then it's very, the last time the government moved the trial was the Oklahoma City bomber. They agreed to move it to Colorado. Mm-hmm. But she is extremely, not just receptive, but almost advocating for them. That's what I take from this. So now, America, that I've played it, now Maggie Haberman over at the New York Slimes, Phil, what the hell's that guy's name? I don't remember now. Phil Bump, I believe he's at the Washington Compost. And the rest of the miscreant, malcontents, and uh, lazy, corrupt media, now that you've heard that, what are you going to do with it? I know you didn't get the scoop. Gateway Pundit did. I know this upset you to no end. Are you going to censor this? What are you going to do? This is Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Will it appear on Good Morning America, the Today Show, Maybe Michael Strahan will do it, huh? 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 Maybe not. But they should. Shouldn't they? How about cable news? Will they cover this? They should. Usually when I do something, uh, cable, and sometimes the networks kick in. Usually at the plow the field. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this. Maggot Haberman, we'll see if she uh, if she jumps in. This would be something good for Sour Lemon and and his co-host to cover, I think. 
You know, he took a day off today, ladies and gentlemen, after smearing uh, Nikki Haley. After smearing Nikki Haley, he took a day off. This guy has a problem with women. He's a misogynist. May I say that? I think I did. Trashes his own co-hosts. Trashes Nikki Haley. Get it together, pal, will you? His ass should have been fired a long time ago. Apparently, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tweeted a, uh, something in support of him. Right, Mr. Producer? Well, that changes my thinking, I can tell you that. Whatever Kareem says, I agree with. Not. I'll be right back. Mud Lovin. I understand my Life, Liberty, and Levin is going to be advertised on Bowling for Dollars, Mr. Producer. No, not really. Not the Super Bowl, but Bowling for Dollars. It's got the word bowl in it, doesn't it? I want to tell you a story about a man named Brent Eldridge. He'd heard that prices for natural gas were high this winter. He lives in Long Beach, California area, but nothing prepared him for how bad it could be. When he opened the envelope from Long Beach's utility department, he couldn't believe the total. The total. $907.13, nearly eight times higher than his bill at the same time last year. Eight times higher in one year in Biden's America. It may be one of puke, said Aldridge, 48 pastor. Household budgets in the Golden State, says the L.A. Times, are already stretched thin as prices soar for everything from rent to eggs are being pummeled by monster gas bills. Southern California Gas Company and Pacific Gas and Electric began warning customers in January that they would be seeing higher bills after the wholesale price of natural gas hit record highs. Folks, you kill supply you drive up the costs unbelievably. California is ground zero for this crap. And the people there are paying a price. But reality didn't sink in for many customers until their bills started arriving later in the month. Southern Cal Gas said the average bill in January for its 21.8 million customers was about $300, more than twice the average of the year before. And homeowners with pools or many rooms to heat have reported being charged north of $2,000. PG&E has projected that bills in Central and Northern California will be 32% higher this winter. Both utilities say they don't profit from higher bills because the cost of buying the gas is passed on to the customers with no markup. Get that? Because I'm sure the Joe Bidens and Newsoms of the world... Big oil. Big oil. There's no markup. None. The sky-high numbers have spurred wrangling at kitchen tables across California. As families pick apart whether they ran the heater too much or took too many hot showers, this is where you go. This is what happens with the left. They impoverish you in the name of equity. 
Others have indignantly observed that the shocking bills followed a month of monastic living with the thermostat turned down and extra blankets on the bed. Energy costs are a crisis that are walloping households already squeezed by inflation and the lingering effects of COVID-19 pandemic, said Long Beach Mayor Rex Richardson, who called an emergency meeting of the city council this month to approve extra assistance for customers who can't pay. This is done by the Democrat Party. Every one of these bills should come with a letter from the Democrat Party taking credit for what they've done to the homeowner. Bills have soared to levels that we haven't seen in the last 20 years, Richardson said. We know families are struggling to make ends meet. Wholesale prices for natural gas in the West were 300% higher in December than they were in January last year. Since December, prices have plummeted, but customers won't see that reflected in their bills until late February or early March. And by the way, how are you doing in the Northeast in New England with heating oil and diesel? Record high prices. And those companies are trill, still trying to make supply meet demand. And it's extremely difficult. And they're not going to be able to do this every year. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. By the way, how are those whales doing in the Atlantic Ocean off the East Coast? There's now eight. Eight whales that have been murdered. Eight whales that have been murdered by the radical environmentalists. Eight. Pretty sick when you think about it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, that phrase, the thunder on the right, when I was in college, I saw that, I think it was 1976. It says no connection, Mr. Producer. In 1976, I saw it on the cover. It was either Time Magazine or Newsweek when they actually had a magazine. And there was a picture of Ronald Reagan, and he was challenging Gerald Ford for the Republican nomination. And it said, thunder on the right. And I never forgot that. And so we made it a little promo. Thunder on the right. Isn't that guy's voice unbelievable, by the way? Many people have tried to copy it in this business, where some of the things we do, it's just not the same. I don't believe. Just not the same. What am I doing there, Mr. Producer? Oh, oh by the way, I have a proposal from the, uh, the Masters of the Universe at Cumulus Westwood One. Here's my proposal, and I don't make any demands of the executives in Cumulus Westwood One. As a matter of fact, I don't believe I've ever spoken to the CEO, as a matter of fact. And she show adores me. She's never contacted me. But this is a good thing. Because in every platform I'm on, people have understood, just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. And they do. And I'm grateful for that. All right, back to my point. Here is my proposal to Cumulus Westwood One. You need a climate change czar, and I want to volunteer for this. 
I want you to send me all over the world. All over the world. Bahamas, this place, that place, every other place. Not to promote climate change, but to listen to what John Kerry has to say. Somebody has to write it down, right? I volunteer to be the czar of climate change note-taking for Cumulus Westwood One. And I will follow John Kerry around, listen to his genius, his pearls of wisdom, and share it on the radio. And critique it, of course. I think that's a great idea, don't you, Mr. Mr. Producer? I was going to call you Mr. Proposal. Maggot Haberman, without invitation, comments on something I posted on my little social sites. And basically, the gist of her comment was, wow, your comment really doesn't jive with what we report at the New York Times. Cheap shot. So I said, uh, your mission is different than mine, Missy. Ah, uh, Missy. And uh, I said, and who asked you anyway? Do you see that, Mr. Producer? Hey, where the hell did she come from? Doesn't she have a job to do? She's tracking me, the stalker. Over there at Mediocreite, Ken Mayer, Meyer, he, he found this fascinating. So he regurgitates it because they have nothing to do over there except steal everybody else's work. Clips from a radical left perspective. That's Dan Abrams' group. You know, Dan, you can't miss him. He's on infomercials. He's on radar. He's on sonogram. All with that stupid toupee that he is... Uh, Super glued to his head. But anyway, then out of the woodwork comes the Huffington compost. Some low IQ, some low IQ worker, he jumps in. We go, wow, all this over a post, a Twitter post? This is what the media are doing all day. They have a phrase for this, Mr. Bruce. It's called. Circle media. Circle media. Cir- I have a better one. Circle tweeting. How about that one? So the media is circle tweeting. They got nothing else to do. This is where they live. Like crayfish under rocks. Think you pulled it off this time, Mr. Producer? I don't think so. To whom shall I speak? Bill in Canada, on the Mark Levin app. Bill, how are you, sir? Very well. Thank you. Bill, you need to get the hell out of there. The faster, the better. Hello? Yes, how are you? Very well. I want to introduce a new terminology to describe the activity of the deep state. Yes, it's yes. Domestic Constructive Sedition. Oh, Very, uh, DCS. As the causing of discontent, yes, insurrection, or yes. restrictive or resistance to the government. Now, the deep yes. state is conducted by, as we know, the various agencies of uh, uh, FBI, CIA, OSI. The Wait a minute! I thought you were Canadian. Pardon? You're Canadian, yeah? I'm American, living in Canada. I'm a U.S. Why? Air Force veteran. Oh. 
and I worked. Uh, Why did you decide to go to Canada? You like the cold? I married a French Canadian, so I ended up oh. in Canada. I was at Plattsburgh Air Base, a nuclear weapons load crew on B 47s, and married Holy a French Canadian. Holy mackerel. Wonderful. And then I went to GI Bill, went to college and uh, sociology, and I worked in Montreal, Nassau, Bahamas. I enjoyed your uh, expose of uh, Nassau and Atlantis. I worked there in the early 90s for NatWest, offshore banking. And I worked upstate New York in TD and Estates and Trust. And Listen I, to I you. met uh, President Trump as a candidate in April of 2016 at a rally in Plattsburgh. He signed my white Air Force hat. And I gave him a lapel pin of the uh, coat of arms of the U.S., uh, the eagle holding the olive branches and the arrows, and uh, had a terrific time at his rally, and I've been following Trump extensively. Yeah, but and, now uh, you're ruled by this clown Trudeau. Media, what a disaster. High-tech people, et cetera, et cetera. It, uh, there should be a House committee to investigate constructive yes. sedition. It's... Uh, it's almost akin to the RICO Act. You've got a web of conspiracies with the end result being uh, criminal activity. Well, it's the same thing with a sedition. There are any spokes mm -hmm. to the hub of uh, the activities and uh, from the media, destruction of the family values, the education system, our energy uh, regime that we had in place with Trump was fantastic. That's the seed of yep. all evil, the energy crisis. And there should be a House committee to investigate with the ultimate goal of uh, indicting uh, entities and board of directors and so forth of sedition. The well, they've heard you now, my friend, and that's a good thing. Now, make sure you bolt shut your door so the Trudeau uh, police don't come knocking on your dog. What uh, your door? What do they call them? The uh, I had a call from the Heritage the Royal. Foundation. What what the hell are they? The Royal Mountaineers. I fight a battle up here in Canada. I got to fight the battle in the states. And yes. I vote in uh, Elise uh, Stefanik's uh, district, the 21st district. Oh, good. Upstate New York, uh, absentee ballot. My whole family up here, American and dual citizen. We all vote for uh, Elise, and uh, she's I follow Trump extensively. Well, let me just say this. She's fantastic. She's gotten much more conservative over time. And, uh, and I really think she's... Uh, She's one of the young stars of the Republican Party. Well, my friend, uh, thank you very much. If you want to come back in the United States, it's very simple. Go south, sneak across the border, cross the Rio Grande. You'll be welcome and uh, with open arms, and uh, you'll get to stay at a five-star hotel in uh, New York City. Take care of yourself, my friend. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mr. Producer, let's talk to Joel, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? It's uh, Joe, Joe from Point Pleasant. Oh, how Joe, I'm sorry. How are you? That's all right. That's all right. I've been listening to you for a long time. I, I, I watch your show every Sunday night. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised, a little bit at you and, and other conservatives. Yeah. How I know you haven't endorsed this, and you still, you still like I haven't like, endorsed who? Say again. You haven't you haven't endorsed anybody. I know you haven't endorsed the same. That time will come. But it looks like you're leaning towards him. And I towards I DeSantis? Dump. It sounds to me it does, yeah. Who defends Donald I mean, Trump more than anybody on the face of the earth, even more than Donald Trump? Well Mark, you got upset the other day because he supposedly called him a meatball. 
you know. Yeah, no, I don't like that. You like that? Mark, for seven years, they've been calling Trump a, a Russian spy. All right, listen, for seven years, DeSantis hasn't been calling Trump that. So what does that have to do with anything? Hear me out, Mark. Hear me out. Listen, I'm a fan. I'm running out of time. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go. officially over the weekend begins right now we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters emergency personnel our truckers and the men and women in taiwan 
and Ukraine who wish to be free. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Boy, the list gets long. Good night, Indy and Patton. And good night, Rory and Barney and Marty. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And good night, America. Be strong. Be strong. 